0: Welcome to Episode 8 of the Power Podcast, presented by Power Magazine and Powermag.com.
1: The Power Podcast is the latest offering from the longest-running power industry publication in the world. Established in 1882, the Power brand is dedicated to providing its global audience with news and information important to the power generation industry. Now here's the host of the Power Podcast, Executive Editor, Aaron Larson.
0: In this episode of the Power Podcast, I'm joined by Hans Mahan, Siemens' Program Director for HL Class Development. I spoke with Hans in Las Vegas during a recent power industry conference. Siemens used the event to showcase its next generation HL Class gas turbine. Much of our conversation focused on the development of the new design. I guess to start off, would you just tell... Uh, listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and, and what your position is with Siemens. Okay, yeah, my name is
1: Hans Machon and uh, I'm 25 years with Siemens. spent most of the time in gas turbine development and uh, R&D. Um, besides that, I have a, I spent two and a half years in our compressor business as a head of uh, global engineering um, and my current responsibility is the program director for the HL class development.
0: Okay, and that's really what I wanted to talk about, is the HL class. Just during the uh, show here, you rolled out a a special announcement. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what what all that entailed?
1: I think the main news is that we have a new product. It's available in the market now. Um, We started the development some years ago with the new technologies. We have now deployed those into the new product, the HL series. And yesterday we presented it to the U.S. market here on the PowerGen International. We had the official launch um, on the PowerGen Asia. And uh, the good news is the first product is already sold. It goes to Duke Energy in North Carolina. And it's a special partnership where we also have the opportunity to validate and test the engine over actually a couple of years before it goes into commercial operation.
0: And this is a a larger version of, of some of the other technologies that Siemens has, from what I understand. Can you explain how you used previous experience to develop this model?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we followed our evolutionary design approach. So we actually came from the existing frames. And the 8000H was actually the first unit where we had to combine the heritage of Siemens and Westinghouse. So we picked the best of the best. And now, um, with that engine uh, being 10 years in the market, uh, we also looked um, how we could combine all the technology that we have in-house into the new engine so that it follows the same DNA and is based on the proven features that we have done in the past years and decades.
0: And this is a bigger model, so you're getting more output. Uh, can you explain how much more and, and what was done to get to that point?
1: Actually, the DHL series is not just one product, so it's a portfolio. We have, uh, of course, a 50 and a 60 hertz version, but in the 50 hertz version we actually have two power output classes. And that's what we call the 8,000 HL. So that's in the current 8,000 H uh, market size, so roughly the same power output. And then we come with a 9,000 HL 50 hertz, which is roughly 20% bigger in
0: power output. And you're seeing a lot of uh, utilities are interested in this and and want that larger size and higher efficiency. I believe the efficiency is improved in this.
1: Yeah, I mean, efficiency is still a key driver. I mean, when you run a combined cycle power plant, 70% of your cost is fuel. So efficiency is key for the customers. And um, yes, we see a move towards even bigger power output, especially in the 60 Hertz. Um, in the 50 hertz market, we see some markets where customer don't want to go too big because, like grids, are not capable of doing that, or they have other constraints. That's why we also have the smaller sister engine, mm-hmm. the 8,000 HL.
0: I'm, I know you're selling these around the world. Where do you see the biggest growth, or, or where do you see the market really uh, wanting to utilize your technology? Mm-hmm. The, uh, I mean, on the one hand side, we see the US. Uh, still as a
1: big market, but of course also Asia and, um, and Middle East. But interestingly currently we have quite some product uh, projects in, in Europe as well, especially UK. So we are uh, where you have these auctions yeah, uh, for the new units and uh, so we are uh, in that market as well. So, uh, but the biggest one is uh, definitely Asia and the US.
0: And in Asia, is there specific countries like South Korea, or is uh, is it kind of mixed? Uh, I would say it's kind of mixed, yes. Mixed, in, yeah.
1: okay. Yeah. We have uh, multiple um, uh, projects ongoing with with customers already in Asia, okay. you know, multiple, and from different countries. Actually, South Korea, one of those, but also Malaysia, Japan, Taiwan.
0: Now, when you're um, looking at... Improving efficiency. I know a lot of thought goes into materials. A lot of thought goes into the temperatures and how to keep the temperatures down to reduce NOx. What um, What are some of the special features that you think Siemens is excelling at in those in those areas?
1: Yeah, maybe let's start at the beginning of the of the engine. So on the compressor side, uh, we gained quite some experience on our uh, compressor aero. Uh, features in the 8000H. And now we were able to transfer that um, into the new engine and even improve efficiency further. Uh, In the 8000H we had a couple of constraints which were no longer given with a a new compressor so we could utilize the full potential of the aero features we had. Uh, Combustion system wise we take a lot of benefit from our combustion uh, test center in Ludwigsfelde, close to Berlin. Where we have the opportunity in several test rigs to test uh, combustion systems full size under full load conditions full pressure full temperature and actually the real hardware so we can take a burner out of an engine put it in this test center test it back and forth and put it in an engine again and uh, last but not least we have done quite some technology development on the turbine side to reduce cooling air flow we have developed um, uh, what we call the supercooling features, so special ceramic cores where we can uh, produce features that were unconceivable before, so we actually could increase the efficiency of the cooling. And uh, we've also spent quite some effort into the coating development. So the new engines come with new coatings that we already tested in uh, mature engines after a successful tests in the rigs and the labs. So it goes from lab scale to rigs to component tests to engine tests, hmm. and uh, now we are applying it to the to the new series.
0: And I'm sure all of this takes a lot of time. What's that development cycle like? I mean, how many years does it take to come up with a new technology or design and get it implemented?
1: I would uh, see that twofold. On the one hand side you have the technology development, which starts uh, like with an idea and then a lab test and component tests. And uh, we also go multiple paths, so what we do is set-based design. We have a couple of ideas, we run them in parallel, and then certain things qualify for the next round and others are disqualified. So that's uh, certainly still a couple of years. Um, the engine deployment uh, itself, now to take the technology and actually make a product out of it, we have uh, been able to accelerate that quite a bit with, with let's say, uh, new um, working methodologies that we actually adapted from software development. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about Agile and Scrum. So with that, we were able to do this much faster than our previous developments.
0: Hmm. Well, is there anything that maybe I haven't asked or that haven't really? Uh brought up that you'd like to share or expand on?
1: Yeah, maybe, I mean, the the key message here is that on the one hand side we focus on the existing DNA, the the proven features, so that we can come up with a reliable product right away, and at the same time we have done the technology pipeline and we are inserting that into this uh, framework of the proven DNA so that we also make the advancement that is needed in terms of efficiency and emissions. And with that, uh, we were also working with uh, insurers right from the beginning. And uh, we were able to uh, provide like 2 coverage from uh, the lead insurer, Allianz, right from the beginning Hmm. for the first engines.
0: Well, that's a a significant development that makes it easier, I guess, to, to sell the product because you're pretty well... Absolutely. You have
1: insurability, you have bankability, And uh, that is what the customers care about, besides efficiency.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and and explain this uh, great new product.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure.
0: All right, thanks. And with that, the eighth episode of the Power Podcast has come to an end. I hope listeners found my conversation with Hans Mahan informative and interesting. If you'd like to learn more about the latest advances in gas turbines, Power Magazine will be publishing a feature story on the topic written by Associate Editor Daryl Proctor in the January 2018 issue. I'm Aaron Larson, Executive Editor of Power. Watch for the next Power podcast coming soon. Thanks for listening.